0: So glad you're with us. This is a big week for you and your companies. There's gonna be a series of presentations happening at this seminar from some big names, right? Tell us more.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, uh, Nicole. I think uh, we are hosting the third annual uh, Global Missouri Conference, and I think we have a full lineup all the way from uh, supply chains in China to the US, to Europe, so we have Infineon, Allegro Micro, uh, Lee, Vionier all presenting starting Wednesday. And then uh, moving into next week, we have a uh, Toyota hydrogen fuel cell, uh, but also many of the uh, experts on the battery outlook and uh, Washington policy in terms of uh, both EV and autonomous. We think definitely uh, you're seeing a massive disruption happening in uh, transportation and mobility with both EV and uh, ADAS uh, converging at the same time. And that will drive some huge changes as you look out, uh, obviously uh, the space has also seen a lot of capital inflows with packs and lidar uh, coming to market as well. One of the key enablers on the autonomous roadmap there. Mm.
0: You have some lineup there and a lot of details as well. So you mentioned lidar. I mean, that, that could be one of the trends, right, in the EV space. How do you see yeah. this rolling out in the next 12 to 18 months? Is this incredibly popular, and what parts of it make it most interesting for investors?
1: Yeah, most definitely. I think if you look at the EV space, uh, it's seeing a very, uh, it's seeing a lot of capital inflows, especially in the U.S. The new administration, uh, there is a move towards renewable clean energy, um, you know, you're seeing uh, the Biden administration talk about 500,000 new EV chargers. Uh, in, in China also, EV has been a key focus. You're seeing uh, April uh, EV sales are up almost 100% year on year. Um, so definitely seeing EV being a global mandate, not just in Europe, uh, but in China, US, all driving towards uh, a more uh, sustainable uh, energy driven transportation and mobility future. So definitely EV is one part of it. The other side of this is safety. Uh, That's obviously driven by autonomous uh, ADAS uh, and also LIDAR as an enabler there. Uh, And we will see uh, multiple mandates uh, in the U.S. and Europe all all driving towards uh, more more, uh, ADAS driver assist and autonomous uh, features in the car. So
0: yeah and i know you have some names that you're watching really closely neo and toyota motor and vne i mean we had tesla and and uh workhorse on there tell me about some of the names that seem to be in the best positions and why
1: yeah most definitely i think if we look at the supply chain the supply chain really benefits because they are really the uh you know arms merchants in this whole game right so names like allegro micro uh ALGM, um you know they are key enablers on the ev side in terms of current sensing uh, also you know, also big enablers on ADAS in terms of uh, you know braking and speed sensing et cetera, current sensing there so they benefit uh, from the from both the ADAS and the EV side of the market so Allegro is a is a good name uh, but also others like uh, Autoliv uh, which dominate the supply chain in terms of uh, passive safety um, they have 40 45% share globally uh, and you know should look out uh, Vionier also ADAS uh, has been uh, it would be a big driver for them going forward, uh, not just e v but you mentioned uh, hydrogen as well. so Toyota is obviously a big global player in terms of hydrogen uh, trucking long distance high capacity uh, uh, renewable energy with hydrogen fuel cell, and also Hyzon uh, Motors is another uh, player in that same space as well so uh, we we are balancing multiple angles to the to the transportation future from e v to hydrogen to battery. Uh, and also packaging that with uh, more of a regulatory and uh, focus on the mandates as well. So, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. do you think Tesla is still the king of this industry, or not necessarily so? You know, anyone to dethrone this?
1: Uh, absolutely, we still see Tesla as the leader. We still see them as the king of the EV space because I think most of the other OEMs coming into the space. Are coming at it from having a big legacy uh, uh, combustion engine uh, exposure and it'll be very tough for those oems to balance their combustion engine side with uh, the ev side and obviously ev is very price competitive and tesla having all its eggs in one basket makes them much more competitive but also what differentiates tesla is a very end-to-end uh, fully integrated um, manufacturing they all the way from battery to chassis uh, to full, to retail uh, sales of that uh, vehicle. So they're able to continuously improve uh, drive down costs, uh, which is very different from any other OEM in the world because none of them have their own battery supply. Uh, you know, they all work with third-party uh, uh, hardware in terms of uh, chip manufacturing, et cetera, which in, in terms of, in case of Tesla, is completely in-source. So they can drive a much, uh, much uh, bigger sc- economies of scale much more efficient cost down of that vehicle versus any of the other OEMs.
0: You think we'll see any surprises in the group overall? Maybe some mergers or acquisitions or something else? Um,
1: I think oh, if you look at the automotive space as any other space, given the new technologies, EV and ADAS, there are multiple players, and we always see mm-hmm. you know a, a much higher number of players initially, and as you, as the space starts to mature. And we are far from it. I mean, if you look at the EV market, we have a 30 percent CAGR in terms of EV units going out to 2030. So obviously you will see a lot uh, lot more uh, entrance into the uh, autonomous EV and ADAS markets. But over time, uh, as the space matures, it would be fair to expect some sort
0: of uh, some sort of a consolidation there.